It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 168, King Amaziah. The story of Amaziah, king of Judah, is an interesting one. He's a really ambitious king and he starts off well. So get the take, he's one of those self-made men, yet he failed to learn humility along the way. His story starts when his father is assassinated and the men who assassinated him place him in charge. The murderers of his father now expect him to rule. What an awkward place to be. Good father or not, he quickly builds up his power base and kills off the murderers of his father. Second Chronicles 25.2 just sums up his life. King Amaziah did right in the sight of the Lord, yet not wholeheartedly. Now this is where his story gets interesting. He has organizational skills, and there's always gold in Jerusalem. And when he rebuilds the army and the organization of the tribes, there's always resources when he does the work of God. See, there's always enough in God. Even if the riches of the kingdom were previously hauled away to Damascus and then taken to Nineveh, there's always enough in God. So by the way, in Nineveh, on display was the great wealth of Jerusalem, sitting as trophies for the people to see, only watering the mouth of the people of Assyria for more conquest to Jerusalem and Egypt beyond. All right, Amaziah numbers the men, over 20 years old, and finds there's 300,000 men fit for war and able to wield a weapon. Next, he found the resources to hire 100,000 brave warriors from Israel for 100 talents of silver. Okay, so this is where it gets interesting. He hired mercenaries. He gathers 400,000 soldiers because he's going to attack the Edomites. Further, there's no reason for this aggression against the Edomites. Though there is a historical struggle between the nations, he's going to be really violent with them. And historically, back to the time of King David, Edom becomes a target for the arms of Israel. And there's been ongoing hostilities for years, but in this case... We have no declaration of war or invasion by Edom. He just wants to attack them. The recruitment of 100,000 soldiers from Israel draws the anger of the Lord spoken through a prophet. 2 Chronicles 25.7 But a man of God came to him, saying, O king, do not let this army of Israel go with you, for the Lord is not with Israel, nor with any of the sons of Ephraim. But if you do go... Be strong and courageous for battle, yet God will cause you to stumble and fall before the enemy, for God has power to help and to cause people to stumble. Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do about the hundred talents which I gave to the troops of Israel? The man of God answered, The Lord is able to give you much, much more than this. So Amaziah dismissed the troops that came to him from Ephraim to go home. So their anger was kindled and burned greatly against Judah, and they returned home in the heat of anger. Now Amaziah lost his silver and was obedient to the word of the prophet. He failed in not inquiring of God prior to his decision, and his consequence was a huge loss in finances. If he would have continued, he would have potentially lost his army and even his kingdom. He cut his losses and let loose the hired mercenaries from Israel. But mercenaries, at the heart of it, they crave money 
and blood. They got some money, but no blood. The soldiers return home, but with the distaste in their mouth, as Amaziah went on campaign. Second Chronicles 25.10 Now Amaziah took courage and led his people out of the valley of salt, and he struck down ten thousand of the men of Seir. The sons of Judah also captured ten thousand alive and brought them to the top of the cliff. They threw them down from the top of the cliff, and they were all crushed to pieces. Gruesome slaughter reminds me of some of the things you hear the Assyrians doing later, or even further, the Mongols. Meanwhile, those angry mercenaries from Israel, probably without leadership from Israel's king, went on a rampage. Second Chronicles 25:13. But the troops whom Amaziah sent back, those not allowed to go with him to battle, attacked and raided the cities of Judah, from Samaria to Beth Horon, and struck down three thousand men and took a large amount of spoil. So our story continues. Amaziah has a lot to work with here. He's an interesting guy, but he, I mean, he's, he's the only one who ever hired mercenaries as a king of Judah and then sent them home. I get the take he comes into great wealth by conquering the Edomites, including gold statues and idols. Amaziah doesn't have a lot of character. He's lots of pride in his heart, and he's super stubborn. He can't handle success very well. And when he sees the idols of Edom... And when they spiritually call out for another to worship them after he conquers their kingdom, Amaziah was too enamored by the beauty of the idols, and he received them into his heart and even worships them. I believe even prior to getting back to Jerusalem, he was worshiping these idols as the Israelite mercenaries are terrorizing his land. The Lord has great anger towards Amaziah for his idolatry. Second Chronicles 25.15 so the anger of the Lord burned against Amaziah, and he sent him a prophet who said to him, Why have you desired the gods of the people who did not save their own people from your hand? And as he was talking, the king said to him, Have we made you the king's counselor? Stop. Why should you be put to death? Then the prophet stopped and said, I know that God has decided to destroy you because you have done this and have ignored my advice. Kind of a weird response. I mean, he interrupted the prophet who was speaking judgment which is always an invitation for mercy, and brutally stupid was this king. I mean, who is this guy? You do not interrupt the word of the Lord or deny counsel of God. Pride and idols in his heart, he faltered extreme here. Shutting down the voice of correction and discipline has horrible consequences. The faithful father does all he can to protect his children from making horrible decisions. But when the rebellious son ignores instruction in rightful teaching, and even in the face of instruction, rebels, he invites sin and death that comes from it. This Amaziah has some serious issues. He hired mercenaries in error. He worshipped idols. He ignored and even threatened God's prophet mid-sentence and turned a prophetic warning into a prophetic judgment. Second Chronicles 25.17 then Amaziah, king of Judah, took counsel and sent word to Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come to battle, let us face each other. Then Joash, king of Israel, sent word to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, A little thorn bush in Lebanon has sent word to the great cedar in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son in marriage. But a wild beast in Lebanon passed by and trampled down the thorn bush. 
You see, I have struck down and defeated Edom. Your heart lifts you up to boast about your victory. Now stay at home. Why should you meddle in court disaster so that you, even you, will fall in Judah with you? I find the letters to these kings in this era really interesting. You like this letter. Why should you meddle in court disaster? Pretty powerful. Do not meddle in court disaster or you will find it. Amaziah, he's going to find it. Second Chronicles 25.20 But Amaziah would not listen, for it was from God, so that he might hand over Judah over to Joash, because they had desired the gods of Edom. So Joash, king of Israel, went up, and he and Amaziah, king of Judah, faced each other at Beth Shemesh, which belonged to Judah. And Judah was defeated by Israel, and they fled every man to his tent. Then Joash, king of Israel, captured Amaziah, king of Judah, the son of Joash, and brought him to Jerusalem and broke down the wall of Jerusalem from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate, 400 cubits. He took all the gold and silver and all the utensils which were found in the house of the Lord from the doorkeeper Obedidim and the treasures of the king's palace and hostages and returned to Samaria. So there's something called divine justice going on here. Obedidim was the doorkeeper at the house of God. Gold and silver utensils were taken from him. This guy is the same name as the one who kept the ark after the death of Uzzah in the time of David. His name, Obed-Edom, actually means servant of Edom. See the meaning? Protection was lifted from Jerusalem, and Joash was able to smash down the walls because this protection was lifted. Further, because he became a servant of Edom by submitting to their gods, the same judgment that befell Edom befell the king of Jerusalem. Nasty work. Judgment that comes from serving idols. Second Chronicles 25.25 And Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived fifteen years after the death of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel. Now the rest of the acts of Amaziah, from the first to the last, are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? Now from the time that Amaziah turned away from following the Lord, they conspired against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent men after him to Lachish and killed him there. Then they brought him on horses and buried him in, with his fathers in the city of David in Judah. To conclude this episode, a message to kings. Amaziah was ambitious, which is altogether not bad. He organized Israel, which was much needed. He appeared to be a strong leader and he appeared to be just. But in the end, he was impetuous and had little faith. When boldness was required, he was the man, but when character was demanded, he didn't have it. When things looked good for him, he failed in faithfulness. When it was required to remain loyal to God, he faltered. It's like the guy wanted to go to war, to show the world how strong he was and who he could conquer. When the Bible didn't mention he had enemies, he created them by attacking Edom and hired mercenaries from an idol-worshipping nation. When he sent away the troops of Israel, they turned against him. When he attacked Edom, he ruined their cities and killed off many of their people and took home their gods. And when Edom's army couldn't take down the army of Judah, Edom's gods ruined Judah's king. Amaziah is just an example of an ambitious, prideful king with little character, creating his own enemies and self-destructing due to his own decisions. His high qualities, organization, and zeal. Yet his end came due to his low qualities. Pride, arrogance, and stupid decision-making, and lack of character. And now we tell a bit of a backstory which sets the tone of the next generation. 
As Amaziah was bound under guard, Joash, the king of Israel, stood watching the destruction of the walls of Jerusalem from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. Far away from the soldiers, a young boy watched in horror as the giant stones were toppled from the ancient wall. His mother stood close to him and kept an eye on her boy to make sure he didn't get too close to where the soldiers were. Don't get too close, my son, she said. I won't, mother, as the earth shook from another one of the huge stones as it was disjointed from the wall and flung to the earth with an earth-shaking roar. Then there was a pause as enemy soldiers hacked at the wall at the joins between the stones. Mother, Uzzah, the son of Amaziah, said, When I become king, I will rebuild this wall and make it stronger than it ever was. I know you will, my son. I know you will, she said. I will rebuild the wall, but I will place catapults and stone-hurling machines all along the breadth of the wall. Yes, it will be so, so no one will be able to do this ever again. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to visit the website, messagetokings.com. Share the Facebook page if you want to chat. Email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.